listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. Who got the vibe? It's the tribe, y'all. Tribe, y'all. Real live, y'all. Live, y'all. Inside, outside, come around. Who's that brown? brown. Some may I say, call me Charlie. The word is the urban. I'm deep like Bob Marley. Lay back on the payback. Evolve, rotate the gates. Contact, can I get a hit? Hit. Boom, bip with a brother named Tip. And he ready to flip. East Coast stomping, ripping and romping. New York, North Kakalaka and Compton. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast with your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a, what is today? Monday. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything's going good. You know, what can I say? How's everything going with you guys out there in podcast land? I hope it's going good. All right, let's allow them to sell us. Let's just wait a couple minutes. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, oh, wow. So she did get on your nerves. Oh, I'm glad you didn't have to cuss her out today. Mm-hmm. That bitch. Mm. Okay, well, thank you. And uh, we're going to continue with the show now, but, you know, glad everything's going all right. And for those of you that, that things are going bad, sorry. Sorry to hear that. Um... This is the Blackout Tips. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search the Blackout Tips. We'll come up. Leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and we'll read them on the show as long as we like them. Mm-hmm. The, uh, blackouttips.com is the website. You can vote in the polls there. Leave comments on your votes in the polls and all that great stuff. We appreciate everybody that does that. You can leave us voicemails throughout the week. Uh, try not to leave too many. Keep it less than three minutes. 704 Mm-hmm. The official weapon of the show is the taser, <coughs> and the unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme, and today marks number three hundred and six that Bobby Smurda is continued to be locked up by the white man in jail, political prisoner that we would like to see free. And I feel like even Karen has joined me in my campaign to get this man back on these streets. So. Y'all pray for Bobby. <laughs> Y'all do. You cannot hold these balls in jail. You can't put these balls behind bars. This kind of heat belongs on the street. It does. This the only kind of gun violence that I'm for. <laughs> the kind on the whack. It should be on some hot niggas. Like I thought the see when I shot niggas. Like you seen them twirl, then he dropped nigga. And we keep the mind millies on my block nigga. And my take keep it on him. He's on hot niggas. What? And we the creepy wallet. He's on hot nigga. Tones known to get busy with the glocks nigga. Try to run down and you can catch a shot nigga. Running through these checks till I pass out. Pass, pass out. Shorty, give me neck till I pass out. Pass, pass out. I swear to God, all I do is cash, cash out. out. And if you ain't a hoe, get, get up on my trap house. I'm just saying. He's been selling crack since the fifth grade. He can't help that. The fifth grade, dog. That's a, you think fifth graders are in control of their whole lives? About you know? 11, 10, 11, something around in there. Come on, guys. Uh, alright, we got plenty of news going on. Um, can we about to say something yes uh before you start i wanted to to say that uh when was it a uh, friday night i had went down uh your mama's house that's why i went on balls deep sports for those of you that got live y'all like we're carrying them karen's getting her hair done she wouldn't worry about y'all and um while uh you just refer to yourself in the third person okay yep. 
all right go ahead go ahead Karen. yep and uh while i was down at your uh mama's house me and layla had a great time we actually made i ate yours though sorry you took too long but we actually made some blueberry muffins no i had one okay we we um made some blueberry muffins and it was so much fun but i realized i'm the adult that needs an adult supervision because uh me and layla was in there i don't know how i don't, I don't know your mama uh i thought it was a good idea to help her which 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 it, it was uh but uh it was her first time using the can opener which i didn't know at the time so <laughs> that was an adventure Mm-hmm. using the electronic uh can opener and then we had like blueberries all in the can opener we had to wipe that down and then uh she put on some rave music mm-hmm. and that was the funnest shit ever so we basically in there mixing up blueberry muffin mix with uh rave music on dancing around in the kitchen and this is when i realized that i was officially old your mom and daddy got a, a new oven and I went to go set set the time on that bitch, and I didn't know how to set the time. Layla had to tell me how to start the oven. I was like, is it this button, baby? She said, yeah, yeah, Karen, is that button. And then I was in the, uh, struggling with the oven. So, I yeah, but I, I had a great time with her. I had a great time dancing and bopping around, dancing with rave music, uh, making a, a mess in the kitchen. That's the same way uh, meth is made. Uh, <laughs> apparently so you could get that 425 pretty much the same thing um all right man we got all kinds of news i think i'm just gonna randomly select news today because we have tons of shit that we haven't talked about that's so old and uh haven't really got a chance to get to okay um <laughs> i thought this story was funny um there was uh business these business owners who were trying to remove all the voters from their business district um you know through gerrymandering which is where you cut like residential lines through so that basically you can control a whole segment of town by isolating certain blocks of voters Mm. places where the votes count more or count less basically they used to be against the law they used to have rules and procedures and shit like processes that you had to go through whenever you did this they used to have like you couldn't do it within so many days or you have to notify them within so many days prior to elections like they had all these rules and regulations in place but over the years people have kind of knocked and those shit down to now this is what happens well, self-interested business owners successfully petitioned the Columbia, Missouri City Council to create a local community improvement district, which would have the authority to draw drawn in a manner that attempted to avoid containing any eligible voters, meaning that further property taxes, uh, I mean, meaning that property owners themselves would get to decide on the sales tax increase as a way to avoid further property taxes to pay for improvements. So basically they were like, if we, we settle our own businesses into this this place where there's no residences no one can vote to increase sales tax so we can basically control our own sales tax and obviously even though they're businesses and they make tons of money money from the community and they get all the you know the roads and the upkeep of the city benefits them but they don't want to put anything back in the city well unfortunately for them things didn't go according to plan it soon became known that a single voter university of missouri student jen henderson 
was registered to vote in the new uh <laughs> community improvement district <laughs> one person that means that she alone gets to decide whether or not the, to approve the sales tax increase oh shit somebody didn't <clears throat> do their homework huh yep the community improvement district has already gone into debt to finance planned improvements and was counting on the increased revenue from the sales tax increase per, uh predictably henderson is not pleased with how manipulative the process has been she was even asked to deregister so that the voter so that the vote could will revert to property owners while henderson hasn't publicly stated which way she plans to vote she sounded skeptical of the proposed sale tax increase and rightfully pointed out how it is regressive in nature while the benefits accrue mainly to the incumbent businesses so you know we're going to increase sales tax on everybody but the money's going to go to helping us in a delicious twist of irony if henderson votes against the sales tax increase or the vote is called off entirely the only way for the uh community improvement district to pay off his debts would be to levy further taxes on property so no sales tax actual property tax like the businesses and shit that they own which is exactly what these businesses were trying to avoid most of the time gerrymandering is successful and unfair but instances like this show you how it can backfire spectacularly good for them it would be funny if they start trying to lobby just her mm-hmm. oh you know? yeah oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. like you get one <laughs> you have one flying vote. out and shit she's gonna be getting phone calls they're gonna be whining and down her ass it's gonna be like that movie i think it was called ed um where i think it was kind of like a similar situation where he was like the last vote in america or something like that or or maybe it wasn't ed but it was something like something like that where it was like dude was the last uh somebody knows what it was but he was the last vote in america or whatever and he had to decide whether it was the president which who was going to be president and it was all people just pandering just to him oh somebody made a good point somebody said uh her phone gonna be lit up with the robo calls because there's only one call in the district i know every (laughs) five minutes this is herman kane and i want you to do this you know um but yeah i just thought that was that was funny um ferguson's most visible oath keeper uh this is from august uh quit and started a splinter group the oath keepers in ferguson who everybody knows the oath keepers are those white guys who got guns and talk about upholding the uh you know protection of the united states by Mm. basically scaring negroes all right like they just happen to like I, and i said this before if they truly were about the principles of protecting the citizens against the government they would be in ferguson lining up with the people there and saying we're not going to let the government have bring in the national guard we're not going to let the police come in <laughs> with their tanks and their tear gas come on and now just they're terrorizing they're, the city and they're sprayed that they uh the, the the spray that they use to on your faces and stuff mm-hmm. we're not gonna let them do that to american citizens you have the right in the constitution to peacefully gather and they should not be able to uh violate your amendment your your, your first amendment rights to free speech but they didn't do that they came and they lined up with the police and pointed guns at citizens that were black because those promises were never meant for black people in america Mm-mm. well sam andrews who led armed members of the militia style group into protest following michael brown's death and it's one in one year anniversary he quit in a characteristically loud fashion amid a verbal war within the group with the group's founder this week citing what he called a racist double standard within the oath keepers andrews spat with the oath keepers uh 
follows his announcement that he plans to hold a march in conjunction with black protesters in ferguson during which market marchers would legally carry guns in a symbolic showing of force against the police like most oath keepers andrews is a fierce believer in the second amendment where he may diverge from the orthodoxy of the group which is mainly composed of ex-members of the military and law enforcement agencies is this belief that residents of ferguson and similar communities should arm themselves to combat oppressive police forces reason reports that oath keepers founder Stuart rose asked andrews to lay off the arm the protesters rhetoric and that andrews flatly refused all we're doing is saying okay look sam don't make it sound like we're all like we're going to arm violent people who were rioters rose said we're going to arm the good people of ferguson to stand up for their rights against the police and to control the hoods andrews noted rose apparent hypocrisy pointing to the standoff at clive and bundy's ranch where oath keepers keepers were more than happy to assist people who stood against the government and happened to be white the law enforcement side of rose board and the membership are racist and he does not want to lose their money andrews said rose shot back calling andrews a lying sociopath with a personal vendetta Mm, i love this white on white violence get angry it's funny how a little bit of truth gets you kicked out the group ain't it oh uh, yep and a lot of times it don't matter who you are yeah he basically was, just said hold up man right this is a good opportunity to bring these people into the fold i'm sure there's people over there that agree with us and they do want they they do want to uphold their second amendment rights and they don't right. want to be oppressed by the government it's like whoa, whoa 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 now not those people okay now when we you know what i'm saying us in this room is different okay yeah, and he was like oh what about the dude that was down there using people women and children to shield we went down there and supported them what's the difference right it's not surprising that andrews will lead the former oath keepers uh organization and the split will likely mean little to him in practical terms because beyond the loss of a nationally recognized group with which to affiliate his name i spoke with andrews and other ferguson area oath keepers extensively following the one-year anniversary protest of brown's death earlier this month and learned that despite his high public profile andrews was already acting on the fringe of the group even before quitting he had never attended a meeting of the local oath keepers chapter and when he brought his men and rifles into Ferguson, he was acting independently without the knowledge or authorization of the Oak Keepers leadership. Andrews plans to, leave to, to move forward with his march, which has been dubbed hashtag black open carry. Oh, I know they don't like that. He just won't be doing it as an Oath Keeper. He'll be doing it as a Yeti, which is a you exterminating tyrant ideologies. Well, they got to come up with a better acronym yeah. than that. It sound like an animal. The Splinter Group, he started after quitting well yeti is uh i think a bigfoot so i don't know <laughs> okay i don't know why he was anyway time uh time will tell whether his departure signals a larger rift within the oath keepers which lacks a cohesive power structure above its network of loosely connected local chapters andrews who's weeks ago told me with bravado that the oath keepers have signed up to 20 up 2500 new members in two days now says the state and chapter leaders are bailing out of oath keepers are all around the nation rose claims that he's lying telling reasons that the exodus exists only in sam andrew's brain so but yeah i just thought that was interesting because i have brought that point up many times mm-hmm. about the oath keepers which is you know the clive, even the clive and bundy shit like don't tell us that you're for the police when you're pointing guns at the police for white people come on now uh 24 west point cadets got concussed in their annual pillow fight what the fuck was in these pillows bricks 
yeah uh they had a, a annual pillow fight oh so they do this every year a- yeah annual it left 30 people injured and 24 with concussions after they apparently stuffed helmets into their pillowcases oh that's footage of it yeah that's crazy they they bring people have mat mattresses and shit that they're using as like shields they're carrying around and then the pillows obviously have something weighted in them you can tell from the way they're swinging <laughs> and whoever's taking the video is just laughing they just find this amusing oh my god there's so, so many people right and i can guarantee you this is like the first time this shit happened it's probably the first time it's so many well it's an annual tradition that goes back to 1897 yeah people been getting knocked the fuck out for years off of this yeah um according to the times uh the fight left one cadet with a broken leg <gasps> others with dislocated shoulders speaking on the condition of an anonymity one was said one was knocked unconscious taken to the hospital and has not yet returned but an academy spokesman lieutenant colonel christopher casker said all cadets have returned had returned to duty overclasses over open class and overseeing from the freshmen required cadets to wear helmets during the pillow fight but not everyone did and some cadets said some of the helmets ended up getting stuffed in the pillowcases oh and see that could that's why i don't have children i couldn't be my child that couldn't be my child my child in the hospital with a goddamn pillow fight oh that tradition will goddamn end won't y'all won't be y'all won't be having no more fucking pillow fights karen gonna come up to the army in her rollers and house coat <laughs> showing my ass yes you pay too much money for your child to go there for your baby to get knocked out from a goddamn pillow fight that's too much money yeah well there you go and i'm surprised nobody's demanding that this tradition ends people probably are you know uh let's see what else Oh, GOP lawmakers caught in a car admit to trying to smear the cop who busted them. Uh, they were caught half naked. Uh, two more married Midwestern Republicans have apologized for sneaking around behind their spouses' backs and having a fling with both lawmakers being forced to step down from spots on the ethics committee. Oh. Uh, Minnesota State Reps Tara Mack and Tim Kelly apologized to law enforcement but not the park ranger they claim lied about them making out in the car where kelly was discovered with his pants unsipped and pulled down three weeks ago what's this sound what's this coming from that anyway. middle one you just skipped oh it closed all right uh so he's getting his dick suck sound like maybe i don't know who which one is kelly yeah him pants down unzipped you know she's in the car that quote-unquote making out maybe he's getting a handy j um but yeah initially the two asserted that they met to swap documents you know how you meet at the park by yourself swap documents in the car Mm -hmm. she had a lot of words in her mouth a lot of sperm documents Mm -hmm. um but yeah they lodged a formal complaint against the ranger last week i received a citation for a nuisance subsequently i've been told the officer wrote in his notes information that i requested but has not yet been made public to me statements that are completely false and inappropriate and apparently were obtained illegally i will be filing a complaint with the sheriff's office regarding the officer's egregious and false statements max said in a statement uh according to the sheriff tim leslie 
uh mac a mother of two who was married to a minister was going to for was going to go forward with her complaint but changed her tune after learning the salacious details were going public the two conservative lawmakers oh, have so now they was going to basically try to get that dude fired but, yep you know before he came out with it but when it was going public, it was like nah because if i get you fired it's gonna come back on me and it's now they have now admitted to falsely accusing the ranger of lying while not specifically addressing what was going on in the car mm-hmm. mac issued a statement saying i understand the park ranger was trying to do his job i had the utmost respect for the work law enforcement does to keep minnesotan safe and i apologized for offending these great men and women in his statement kelly also expressed regret to law enforcement without copy to the tryst after serious reflection on the last two weeks i can say that i am disappointed in myself for the way i handled my disagreement with the park ranger i apologize to my constituents to the law enforcement community and to the state of minnesota yeah man they both married just yikes man um and he's just trying to do the right thing because he was like y'all ain't supposed to be out here having a bear come and bite y'all asses i'm accountable for this get the fuck out of here and they're at they're, they're on the ethics committee and they're republican like you know they probably both against black lives matter and shit and they uh, both tried to put abortions huh yeah probably both anti-abortion yeah but i'm just saying they're both probably against black lives matter and think it's dangerous to the police but the second oh, yeah. they needed to frame the police for some bullshit they did it yes they did they tried to get that man fired yep um just amazing amazing just just the hypocrisy is amazing um and they're both married i hope they you know they probably like i'm against marriage equality you know they're just Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know people don't take their own marriage seriously but yet y'all want somebody else not to have the right to get married come on now uh there's a dangerous myth about who eats fast food and it's completely false there's a popular narrative about poor families and fast food they eat more of it than anybody else it's dangled as evidence for the high rate of obesity among poor americans they talked about even by some of the country's foremost voices on food junk food is cheaper when measured by the calorie and that this makes fast food essential for the poor because they need cheap calories wrote mark Bittman for the new york times in 2011 but there's a problem with saying that poor people like fast food better than others it's not true New data collected by the Center of Disease for Disease Control, the CDC, uh, shows that America's love for fast food is surprisingly income blind. Well, off kids, poor kids, and all those in between tend to get about the same percentage of their calories from fast food. According to a survey of more than 5,000 5, people, more precisely, uh, though, it's the poorest kids that tend to get the smallest share of their daily energy intake from Big Macs, Whoppers, McChicken Nuggets, and Fries. Because they can't afford it. Chicken McNuggets, I mean. But yeah. As shown in the chart above, ch- children born to families living just above the poverty line and below get roughly 11.5% of their calories from fast food. For everyone else, the portion is closer to 13%. Surprisingly, the better off children, who those between the ages of 2 and 11 years, lead the pack. The average percentage of calories coming from fast food for, for kids with working and middle class parents is 9.1%, but poor kids only get 8% of their, cal- of their calories food. And and to an extent i can understand that because uh talking to like a lot of because now when you have children a lot of times society pressures you to have your child and everything Mm -hmm. keep your child busy keep your child active they got to be going 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 so you work all day you get off where you got softball practice baseball practice tennis practice 
you know golf practice we're going on a tournament we're going on a track meet you're running 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 okay when do you have time to cook a meal when do when do you have time you know to sit down and eat so a lot of times uh you you run up and down the road a lot so a lot of times people have a tendency to you know hey we up early in the morning can't cook breakfast let's grab some chick-fil-a hey we heading home everybody's tired it's two o'clock at night hey let's go get some mcdonald's so i can completely understand that because you actually have the income to spend on this food yeah i, I think it's a convenience thing right <clears throat> and uh yeah you probably can grab your kid a snack rather than uh you know whatever um for teenagers it's those born to the poorest families once again who rely on fast food the least the data offers uh sobering insight into america's seemingly impenetrable love for fast food more than a third of all children and adolescents living in the country still eat some form of fast food on any given day a number which hasn't budged in decades and many children are getting alarmingly high proportions of their diet from chicken nuggets and french fries about a quarter of all kids in the united states get 25 percent of their calories from fast food and 12 percent of kids get more than 40 percent of their calories from fast food the data also helped to discredit the notion that fast food or at le- very least unhealthy food only preys on the poor the concept of food deserts lower a uh, food deserts lower income areas where healthy food is scarce or expensive or both have has given rise to the idea that poorer populations rely on fast food out of necessity and convenience while there's evidence that income does appear to affect the relative nutritional value of the foods people eat food stamp participants for example for instance tend to procure the same amount of calories as everyone else but for substantially less healthy foods there doesn't seem to be the same proof that the gap is attributable to fast food so while it may be the choices that people make in the grocery store it's because you know ebt doesn't necessarily cover everything or maybe you can't you can't get as much uh you can't get the organic yeah that kind of shit so maybe that's what they're getting but it's not mcdonald's is what they're saying and and that that completely makes sense because just eating eating healthy it is something that you really have to put unless you were raised in a household where eating healthy was the thing and people have were raised like that got older was like fuck it i'm eat what the fuck i want to eat um and the thing is you have to make a conscious decision uh and a lot of times it's very hard to do when a lot of these foods are very addictive that's something that people don't talk about either the same high that a crackhead gets people get it from eating a lot of this fast food you become addicted to it which is something people don't want to talk about you know they want to turn their nose up at uh, people that own drugs and all that shit when a lot of times people have addictions to foods and other things that people that because you don't uh physically well sometimes you can physically see it uh people have a tendency to make you feel bad or shame you in out i mean and and want to shame you but eating healthy is not as easy as it sounds because a lot of times you have to make a conscious effort a lot and what i realized trying to eat healthy a lot of times you have to kind of pre-prepare stuff in advance so that you wouldn't won't be in a situation where you can make a bad choice especially if you know you struggle with food yeah um it takes a lot of preparation and stuff too right um but yeah i i I don't know i just think the popular notion especially you know among liberal people is that poverty leads to the obesity and things like this uh via fast food and food deserts are places where there's only mcdonald's and shit like that but um look at the data says it's not true it's not true you know and maybe there's just more to be considered than just 
throwing it in there especially when we think low income equals black in this country (laughs) right so anyway just something to think about um how to save your reputation after having a meltdown at the office is unmatchable you should absolutely never cry at work we probably this is a quote we probably all heard that warning too many times account and to some extent that advice holds true you definitely want to maintain a stable and professional reputation while inside the four walls of your office but we all know that sometimes things just happen that cause us to lose our control perhaps you had a bad day and began uncontrollably sobbing in the middle of your performance review maybe you angrily chucked your frustrated frustratingly slow computer to the ground in a fleeting fit of rage or perhaps a conversation with your coworker got a bit more heated than was appropriate during the meeting whatever the circumstances all of us encounter situations where our emotions get the best of us but as with anything it's not necessarily about what happened it's about how you react to it no you don't need to resign yourself to being forever known as the employee who cried in the supply closet in fact there are a few things you can do to patch things up and move on from this outburst here's your step-by-step guide by for bouncing back after you lose your composure at work all right here we go number one recognize that you're human okay you're only human guys it can be tempting to keep rehashing and reflecting on the incident but what purpose does that serve other than to make you feel bad stop beating yourself up over an outburst you ever have an outburst like this at work karen Mm -mm. two determine what set you off uh having one emotional eruption in the office is uncomfortable but still manageable being the employee who loses every time a co-worker borrows your stapler without asking well then you've got problems so basically saying get to the root of the problem find out what happened set up future strategies okay when you find out what 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 since you're spending uh you got to figure out how not to have that reaction again brainstorm some solutions that will help keep your emotional responses in check number four apologize uh approach each person individual deliver a personal personalized and sincere apology for your actions uh assure them that you know that your response was inappropriate yeah this this wasn't written for us yeah i was just gonna say this article is so full of privilege yeah this wasn't written how to save your reputation after having a meltdown to office and black you be a white man right if you're black or a woman that's it people will hold that over your head forever it will go down on your permanent record you will be forever known as the bitch you will be forever known as an angry black man angry black woman black people do not get to have tantrums in the office oh i've seen some white people that white white women be able to pull this shit off a little bit um depending like i've seen some white women that get to be known as like quote unquote the bitch because Mm -hmm. they're very emotional and mean and manipulative to people Mm -hmm. and i've worked with people like that and they aren't any they are not a treat i've worked with white men like that and they're still perceived differently it's still perceived right. more as like a boss behavior but they're right. still constantly angry constantly threatening you constantly throwing tantrums right. and i've i hate working with people like that but those are the only people i've seen move up the ladder while having that attitude mm-hmm. whereas if you were that kind of person and you were were not if you were acting that way and you were not a white male you were pretty much considered a problem at the job right and someone that needed to be gotten gotten rid of or putting into a position where you could not move forward so this whole article is bullshit mashable and it's so Mm -hmm. full of privilege Mm -hmm. mm-hmm basically uh, say white male because anybody else that doesn't fall in that category this don't apply to you yeah you know this idea that you can like that you can even pull this shit off is such is bullshit no Come on now you better not you can't no you better not lose it because it, yeah it's it's been uh 
situations where stuff have went down and and meetings and things like that and you being black you you basically have to bite your tongue because you go okay if i open up my mouth right now i may be prepared to walk at this door because i won't have a fucking job yeah somebody named cat bugard of the who writes for the muse wrote this i like literally i i wonder who this person is you know what i mean because i just can't picture a person of color thinking that you can get away with any of this shit you know or that it's acceptable to even have these type of weird meltdowns at work like you have to be a white person to even think of this shit yeah you better yeah all the pictures i see for cat bugars are white women except for a couple of asian women yeah but uh yeah i just can't picture it dog sorry yeah nah nah especially in the corp- this is her on twitter it's a white woman so yeah. that explains everything yeah especially in uh corporate america because i am still under the notion i will forever just say this corporate america was never made for our black asses yeah and just and then just in general the privilege that comes with uh in corporate america you just don't have very much privilege to be able to do that you mm-hmm. know that was one of the things i noticed i'm putting a picture in the chat so you guys can see it that was one of the things i noticed about um the robert griffin the third situation i was listening to uh three guys on and andy was talking and uh about rg3 and and um and kirk cousins and shit and i realized something the reason that black people understand what we're talking about is the same thing we're talking about with the white friend shit mm-hmm. we know that black people don't get allowed to be arrogant nope and so while white people get to think oh i'm only reacting to the arrogance of this quarterback and that's why i don't want rg3 on my team anymore he's had his chance what they don't understand is that they're reacting to the arrogance from him differently than they will react to it from somebody else you know in mass not each individual white person Mm -hmm. some white people i'm sure are fine with it and just don't like them whatever but there's a ton of white people who are just like oh no negroes don't get to be arrogant and it's such a guttural reaction they don't they're not registering it as racism but we know it is because (laughs) we've been the negro who has spoken up who has who has voiced their opinion who has who has said something that people didn't agree with and we've reaped the uh you know the the consequences from that yes yes we have and you know it's also one of those things too where uh a lot of times when you people go into jobs and they have all this energy and they're bubbly and you know they go in and all of a sudden the reality of the working environment hits them uh in all types of ways especially in a racist manner those people will start shutting down they you know a lot of black people come to work and they're like look i'm about my paycheck uh anything else beyond that don't bother me don't talk to me don't speak to me but for a lot of people you almost have to do that to protect yourself because you was like look i don't want no problems i don't want no issues i don't want you running back and telling the boss that the negro done said something like i'm not trying to lose my job over no bullshit yeah um so it was another advice column or not advice column another personal column um how i found out my husband is gay okay this article was written by mail courier and provided by our partners at your tango for womenshealthmag.com i didn't know michael in high school but we were in the same graduating cat class we met at a singles party and continued our conversation the next weekend at a happy hour stopping for coffee afterward our first real date was our 10-year high school reunion as we walked to our cars i gave him a big kiss in the parking lot 
michael was a breath of fresh air clean cut funny and always smiling not the don juan type of guy i'm used i'd been used to he often sent me beautiful flower bouquets at work our friendship escalated quickly and within a few months he put an engagement ring on my finger we planned our wedding so that we had a year to get to know each other i converted to judaism in order to get married in his conservative temple i took the rabbi's conversion classes and he gave me the hebrew name of zimra meaning melody song soon after i converted i got a phone call from michael he was sobbing uncontrollable uncontrollably i didn't understand exactly what he was saying but it sounded like he was trying to say he stopped by to visit a male friend and another male friend somebody he also knew came to the door in pajamas i remember thinking that it seemed odd that he would get so upset about that if he weren't involved with one of them romantically it was the first time i considered that my clean-cut fiance might be gay but michael vehemently denied it i planned to break off our engagement and i went to florida for a few days to pull myself together listen if you had to go get yourself together for a few days after that you knew because i'm trying to writing tell you, was on the wall and roger called me time I'm, I'm at the pajama jimmy jam and he crying and shit because the dude walked in his pajamas we might need to have a conversation yeah i came out just in house and his chest was glistening and damon answered the door in his drawers michael's parents called me a few days into my trip and promised me that their son wasn't gay but they said how do they know he's not they just know but they said if anything whatever happened they'd always take care of me Ooh, that's not good no that's not good. listen our son isn't gay okay i just want you to understand our son is not gay do you you know he is not a homosexual you are in a straight relationship okay all right now if he's gay i just want you to know we will take care of you we have some gay insurance that we uh will kick in and if if you find out basically uh yeah. you're in this by yourself for the they rest of your life pressure that boy to marry her i wanted to believe them that evening michael and i talked for several hours until he convinced me he wasn't gay yeah that's really uh mm. only one way to do that and it don't take several hours if you know what i'm saying guys you guys know what i mean it didn't take long for things <laughs> she was like we talked for several hours we painted each other's toenails ah we did each other's hair you know we watched uh sex in the city it didn't take long for things to get back to normal i continued playing the wedding registering for gifts and attending bridal showers it was a constant flurry of excitement it, i was confident about my decision to take michael back and we got married at his temple on a gorgeous october day and as i walked down the aisle with 150 guests looking on michael mouth you're beautiful i felt like a pretty lucky girl After i have I, a question okay i have an answer okay. i don't know <laughs> i know they both got together for this guest list did she pay attention to the people on the guest list did she look out there and 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 see the glitter and 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 she saw a cowboy a construction worker a police officer come on now a, you mean to tell me that you had no signs them dudes were hey how you doing girl you looking beautiful and they was talking to him right right they weren't talking to you they were talking to him right like she came down the aisle to the uh to the wedding march you know right i mean you didn't look out there and was like what the hell is happening yeah <laughs> He came down the, the aisle to the to the dun, 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 dun thing, and then uh, he came down down the aisle to. Ah! 
Groove Man walked down on. <laughs> the Groove. <laughs> the Groove Man walking down. The groove, all the Groove Man does is a sailor, a cowboy. <laughs> A biker, a construction worker, and an Indian. Yep, all on roller skates. They had a whole dancing routine. <laughs> yes, they did. And then the parents are just over there, like, no, 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 he's not gay. No. He's not gay. No, no, we got, you, we got no, you, girl. It, it, ignore the men over to your left side. Uh, don't, don't pay, don't pay them no attention. Right. We, like, uh, don't, don't worry about that. Okay, we just, just, just believe in us come on uh, 150 you know, people you mean to tell me he didn't invite none of his gay friends right. come on dog now here he comes down the aisle <laughs> yes but uh so like, um you didn't tell me we both was gonna be wearing pink lipstick after our reception and our catered dinner at his parents house we left for our honeymoon the fun part of our marriage was filled with family events parties with friends dinners out disco dancing and vacations and then things began to unravel after we got married we started talking about adopting a baby we registered with the jewish welfare services but had no idea how long we'd have to wait a few months later right after michael and i had an argument the phone rang it was the agency they said they wanted to meet with us regarding the baby before i knew it i had replied we've changed our mind and we never brought the subject up again after a couple of years i began to, well, a couple of years woo. Ooh, you, honey, you stuck strong i began honey, to, you get tired of, after a few nights of glitter in the bed it ain't yours you better start asking questions honey i know i got a headache again my right God. i began to wonder again if he was really if he really was gay i don't know what the first clue was it had the first clue had to be the dude the calling about his come on it was before come you got on. mad um, but, now what straight dudes you know have pajama jams she said her first clue might have been the twice a year sex twice twice a year mm-hmm. did she uh, what what is what are they on every six month plan on her birthday and christmas well i mean what is this like you clean your teeth at the dentist one evening opening the drawer on the nightstand i discovered a cat on nine tails a multi-tail whip designed to lacerate the skin and cause intense pain at the time i wasn't sure what it was but i had an idea and it was clear he'd been hiding it i asked him about it and he replied if you think i'm gay you're sick and you need a psychiatrist during this time his male friends would call the house and hang up if i answered oh i have a question why don't you say it like that what is the question karen <laughs> You about to do a spoken word i have a question <laughs> i guess i'm confused two times it's 365 days in a goddamn year we fucked twice that's yes that's not a question that's exactly what she said you already know the answer to that. how sway how twice is twice a year sex karen i mean damn do you got a period dog that's more than a period um but yeah twice a year sex um he always tired i like that his male friends used to call the house and and, and hang, hang up, up. that's <laughs> like they teenagers that's my favorite thing hello hold on <laughs> all right say it. hello Hey! Can I speak to Michael? Uh, Michael's not here. Um, he- he- hello? 
Hmm. I wonder who that was. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine you got a whole night of that? You right. you you trying to sleep and all night long. That's all you get. Yeah. Oh my God. Just oh that sucks man <laughs> i know i know oh my god that sucks dog oh <laughs> can i speak to michael uh hello oh oh you know who i want <laughs> yes that's what she gonna hear next <laughs> Cause they, they ain't gonna call the cell phone, not call the house phone. <laughs> oh shit! Um, they unlimited minutes. One night I heard him on the telephone making plans with someone to pick him up a couple blocks from my house. <gasps> the next morning he gave me a step by step account account of his imaginary walk around our neighborhood. So he took a walk around neighborhood all night. He den- he's in denial that he's gay. It, it, how's he in denial? He know he getting fucked or no, he fucking? No, I'm, I mean. Yeah, he gay, but he's not in denial. He's lying. It's totally different. Well, she's in denial. She right. My world fell apart the day Michael was arrested for shoplifting from a fine jewelry store. I never questioned the lavish gifts that he gave me, but then it made sense. He found out that detectives. Well, no wonder she stayed. She was getting lavish gifts. He found out that detectives had been following him for months. He got off easy. His cousin, who was an attorney, represented him, and he only had to pay restitution. Well, she did say uh earlier i believe uh without scrolling back up i'm pretty sure she did say that he was jewish um while having lunch with a friend who was a domestic relations judge i told her about the issues with michael and i'll never forget her words if i can't trust somebody if you can't trust someone you have nothing i filed for divorce and after the papers were served i called his mother and told her the reason she cried his parents never kept their promise to take care of me and that was the last time we spoke of course the universe has a funny way of pushing you to do something it came in the form of a telephone call from a girlfriend who was the wife of michael's best friend from high school she said michael had called him earlier that day to tell him he was going to commit suicide because his lover jilted him we're getting you out of there as soon as possible she told me within a couple of days i'd arranged for a mover and found an apartment on a moving day michael let me know what i whatever i wanted let me take whatever i wanted once we were settled into the apartment, I asked my son if he knew anyone who was gay, and his response was, Dad? Wait, so they do have a son? Ah, even the baby knew! When did they have a son? She said she changed her mind about adopting a son. Right, so they must have had one naturally. I had no idea. As I was leaving my office for the dissolution hearing, Michael had a dozen lavender sweet, sweetheart roses delivered to me. He was obviously sad at the hearing, but I wanted to get on with my life. One year later, my son and I moved to Florida. I cut myself off from all our friends, so Michael would have nowhere of finding me. As the years passed, my hurt and anger dissolved. It didn't matter to me if he knew where I was living or not. I had no contact with him until over 30 years later when my now husband and I went to a mini-class reunion. That's odd that, uh, I wonder her son got, did she take her son with her and then he didn't get to talk to his dad? Apparently so. I didn't know he'd be there, so I was surprised when Michael stopped by our table. He was still clean-cut and smiling, but his Calvin Klein image didn't seem as impressive to me. He's, well, you only get dick twice a year. It probably wasn't that good either. All right. He seemed nervous, and I sensed he was afraid I was still angry with him. Instead, I was happy to see him, and my husband graciously brought over a chair for him to, and took a photo of us. We spoke as though no time had passed, and our conversation would seem like an hour was healing and therapeutic. 
since i divorced michael has earned his graduate degree and moved out of state he now works in a large hospital and only sees female patients he's also openly gay now my husband and i plan to go to my 50th class reunion this year and i understand michael will be bringing his significant other it's amazing to think about all the transpired since our first date at our high school reunion more than 40 years ago um now when i think about our years together it's bittersweet although i wish i'd listened to my inner voice the first time i sensed michael was gay i chose not to dwell on the hurt however i lived i look i like to remember the good times and we had plenty of those ultimately i'm happy michael is with someone who loves him yeah man let me tell you something um what i got from this is that women love marriage and weddings way more than they love uh anything else sometimes yep because it is a lot of women she wanted to get married she wanted to have a 150 person wedding she wanted to have a beautiful day Mm -hmm. and she put all these fucking uh warning signs to the side so that she could damn do this right it's a lot of women that fall for that like a lot of women end up getting married and divorced and be like you gay yes and and everybody told you he was gay and you felt it in your heart but you was like nope right just uh um but yeah it sounded like she ignored a lot of shit mm-hmm. this reporter was filing a report on sexual harassment on the street an online study showed a shocking 95 percent of people said they had been harassed either jeered at or had obscenities shouted at them in the street and a large proportion said they'd also been groped or grabbed inappropriately in public yeah like that as she's doing a report she gets street harassed of course like she's literally doing a report about street harassment and a dude just shows up he's like mm, look at them titties ah! <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with dudes oh my god man i guarantee that still people are like why didn't she smile though he just if she was nice <laughs> maybe it wouldn't have happened mm. uh, how could he know until after he tried you know fuck you uh volkswagen uh made their smart cars that were so smart they cheat on ignitions on emissions tests <laughs> they smarter than the test they smarter than the test man um so yeah they had to report they had to recall as many as five hundred thousand volkswagen and audi cars uh possibly um the epa is not recalling the cars yet but they are fully safe and they are fully safe to drive but it's hitting an official recall will come at some point in the next year so what what exactly are they putting out emissions that they're not when you took it up to the the electronic emissions test uh-huh it changes how much uh diesel emissions it puts out oh oh yeah so it, it puts out less during the test so then you pass the test and then as soon as you unhook it it just starts shooting out dirt again <gasps> oh you know and i bet your people probably run the test was like hey what the fuck is that right there well now nah, the people that run the test it was passing it. it was passing it every time you hooked up it you hooked it up to the test oh i thought i thought so they meant- found out that once you unhook it from the test and it just starts just driving it around town casually it actually does put out higher than allowed limits like uh <laughs> pollution somebody lose their job somebody program those vehicles to do that yeah oh my god um let's see what else is going on let's go to some more of the current stuff uh um let's see what, what happened today 
oh anthony mackey um endorsed donald trump today but now on twitter he's saying that he was just joking (laughs) ah he told a bt interviewer if you look at trump he's an easy sell because you can sell him as a guy who worked his way up from nothing if you pull yourself up by your bootstraps candidate uh people would identify with that why can't he just be quiet and take his marble money asked if that constitutes a trump endorsement he said i'm on the band i'm on the bandwagon i'm drinking the kool-aid what what else is that supposed to mean sir yeah and it's on video so it's not even (laughs) oh so in the film you play a um a consultant or a campaign manager to a presidential candidate and you prepare him for a level of public scrutiny that most people will never experience mm-hmm. um that sounds a lot like being a celebrity to me very good <laughs> very true um do you think given you know now that you've lived in the bubble do you think you could hack it in politics um i think the best actors on the planet are politicians uh, and i think you have to be um the great thing about this movie, what I love so much, is it pulls the ca- pulls the uh, pulls the curtain back and lets you see who they actually are and what really happens. Uh, I don't think I could hack it in politics uh, because I wouldn't be able. I wouldn't. If you question me or you say something about my family, I'm coming at you. So I would definitely lose every presidential race because I would be outside beating somebody up. Um, well, speaking of public scrutiny, you've experienced some backlash in dealing with the press. How has that changed the way that you deal with reporters? Um, well, the reality of it is this. I love what I do, and I will never let anybody take my profession and use it for their own personal gain. So, you know, now that you've sort of immersed yourself in politics and, you know, at least uh, tangentially or somewhat of an expert, if you had to choose, what campaign would you want to run, Clinton's or Trump's? I would 100% want to run Trump's campaign. 100%. I mean, first, that would be the best party ever when he won. And second, Trump's an easy sell. You know, I feel like if you look at Jane in this movie, Castillo was a hard sell because he just had a face that you didn't like. You know, if you look at Trump, he's an easy sell because you can sell him as the guy who worked his way up from nothing. You know, and I think that if you do, do pull yourself pull yourself up by your bootstraps candidate, people would identify with that. Is this an endorsement for Trump now? <laughs> I'm I'm on the bandwagon. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. And he says that that was a joke, Karen. That we all just didn't get it. He was obviously telling a joke. But what's the punchline? <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, maybe the punchline is that Donald Trump inherited three hundred million dollars from his father, and he didn't. He never was poor. He never worked himself up from nothing. Maybe the punchline says he's a damn dumbass. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I feel like yeah, it was. Yeah, just be quiet and take your marble money, dog. Uh, Rush card accounts issues leave customers short of funds. Rush cards, which are prepaid debit cards, is a system founded by hip hop mogul russell simmons Mm -hmm. is struggling to get back online after a widespread problem with frozen accounts oh yeah that's that's never good right because for some people you know like they're because you can have like your checks wired to these cards like their whole paycheck yeah it's kind of predatory to a lot of people very the interest rate is sky high and shit mm -hmm. yes uh, let's see if we can play this clip. Rush card, a prepaid debit card. You may have noticed some trouble getting a hold of your money. An outage is affecting thousands of users across the country tonight. 
Our Laura French tells us what's going on and what to do if you're impacted. Laura? Well, Bill, the company says it is all because of a technology transition, which has translated into thousands of upset customers because they can't get access to their money. And as you can imagine, social media has exploded this week. We have people on the line with them right now saying that they're hungry, they need gas in their car, they need to pay their bills. This lady right here, her account is at zero. She had over $100 in her account. And then on Twitter, it's much of the same are you still doing maintenance because they still don't have access to their money? Even some people calling them liars. Now, we reached out to Rush Card today, and in a statement, the company said it underwent the transition to a new transaction partner on Monday morning, but, quote, it just did not work as planned. The company has been updating customers daily on social media and says they are processing all direct deposits received by 11 o'clock last night. Now, while many accounts have been restored, they acknowledge that there are still these customers, like we just told you about, with accounts that need those problems resolved. They say they are working around the clock to make that happen. Night. We are correcting account balances and problems with cardholder access as fast as we can, but this may take up to a few days for the affected customers. And I cannot days. tell you... How upsetting this is for me, my employees, and everyone affected by these difficulties. We're working 24-7. Now, usually when it comes to those direct deposits, you can access those about two days prior. That is not going to be the case this week, and they apologize. They want to do everything they can to keep their customers happy and to get their trust back. I spoke with some customers today. I just got off the phone with one that says... Again, she can't put gas in her car. She's having trouble paying her bills. She's having trouble feeding her family. So they're hearing much the same. And some customers say when they call, they're getting hung up on. We did ask the company specifically about that, and we have not received a response. Now, if you want the latest on updates, on you can head to their Facebook page or on Twitter at Rush Card. Working for you in the newsroom tonight, Laura French, CBS 6 News. I believe they're hanging up on people. They're making angry calls all goddamn day. He was once one. And it's basically a celebrity-backed prepaid card that charges customers fees for different services, including monthly fees and charges for excessive money and checking the balance from out of for out-of-network ATM. So even if you check your balance, you get a fee. Right. If it's an out-of-network ATM, so yeah, normal banks do that shit. Yeah. Um, Unless you're with the credit union. Yeah. Um, well, that's just you know that's just kind of interesting and you know if you're in one of those uh people are publishing pictures of the agreement with them and you can't sue them for this you're not able to do a class action suit wow you have to go through an arbiter um who oh. knows if they're gonna people that have bills due and shit if they're gonna get those fees back wow you know who knows wow so they basically already planned this shit out like hey if shit go wrong we want to be sure our asses are covered all it says this agreement contains an arbitration provision requiring all claims to be resolved by binding arbitration so uh which means your back. which means if you lose shit we ain't responsible for that yeah not the best deal for customers this is from 2011 yahoo finance uh so they said um 
but in exchange it says yes they offer convenience for 25 percent of americans who are unbanked or underbanked but in exchange prepaid cards charge exorbitant fees why not just educate people on how to bank smart and avoid fees through the use of the free 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 fdic insured banks and credit unions they do exist yes they do lately these cards have been all abuzz earlier this year the team marketed King kardashian card came under criticism including mine from its predatory fees uh shortly after his fame after the famous sisters whom the car was branded after abandoned the deal so they abandoned the deal why did they oh well i guess maybe the yeah because they was like hey they smart right they was like we we are we don't want to deal with that like oh and i bet you they did it going okay oh oh y'all doing that shit no 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 we get scrutinized enough we good right um the rush rush card monthly plan costs ten dollars a month has a one-time activation fee of three ninety-five to fourteen ninety-five, depending on what type of card you choose. God damn. A two-dollar and fifty-cent ATM withdrawal fee after using up to your two free withdrawals for the month is pretty much in line with the norm for these type of cards. A recent consumer a union survey found that the one-time activation fees ran from ten dollars for prepaid cards, and monthly fees also cost about ten dollars. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh. So he said, "Let's say uh." the rush car is not new but the media mogul and entrepreneur whom i actually admire just appeared in forbes.com video defending the car against critics saying it creates financial freedom for the underbanked simmons also pointed out that he wanted to broaden the car's reach to go beyond the underbanked to target the middle class consumer that he says banks don't want really banks don't want us i hit the replay button on the interview more than once i found a few of simmons remarks were questionable i understand that the car offers some immediate convenience and is a lower cost solution to check cashing but is it the best but is the best place to store your money is it really a long-term solution to establishing financial freedom as simmons insists at the time this article first went to press i was unable to read simmons for comment though shortly after he and i spoke for nearly an hour it's clear Simmons is passionate about his business, but I'm not convinced the rush card is the end all be all for underbank Americans. Right, ten dollars a month. <clears throat> Even if you go to um a credit union, everybody has like, hey, we you know we don't have fees. You know, you just need to have a direct deposit, or you know, like they have. It's almost like shopping for a car nowadays when it comes to a bank account. You can find the account that's right for you yeah he says it helped you build your credit but they said that's not it doesn't go to your fico score so it doesn't really do that it doesn't help no it does not most people just look at your fico score right yeah man uh it says not cheaper alternative to bank accounts so yeah my main thing my main point to point all this out is to say the kind of people that have these cards can afford a few more days right you know what i mean like this might be the difference between being kicked out their apartment having their power cut off having their lights cut off bills being late getting late fees you know these aren't people that have a well i'll just go to the savings account on them for the most part if you're operating on this car you're operating on a you know a day-by-day type of situation a Mm. check-to-check move right and uh you can't afford to have these kind of fuck-ups no you cannot um let's see oh joe biden might enter the presidential race uh and it's looking more and more likely they're saying they should get an announcement within the next 48 hours Uncle Joe. yeah if uh man if he gets in all bets are off because people like that dude i know i do like unlike uh hillary who people can kind of depend on like 
misogyny and just a lack of enthusiasm of being worn down by the clinton name for the last 16 years uh shit longer than that even Mm -hmm. 20 yeah you definitely can't depend on that with joe biden i don't even know what his platform is or any of that stuff and this is why i told people i wasn't getting too excited about any of this election shit until after the summer because summertime doesn't mean shit you know it's it's too far out people were so excited about bernie and trump and all this shit and it's like that's not serious yet i'm not saying they are serious i'm not saying trump uh, bernie isn't a serious candidate he is but the the race doesn't really start yet you know like no one's really only political nerds are into that shit yeah and i'm not one of them yeah it'll be it'll be interesting because biden while people love his charm and his authenticity you know he's known to put his foot in his mouth oh yeah you know he's had a lot of a lot of gaffes and shit like that uh but he's managed to turn him into funny mo- moments yeah he keeps it too real sometimes like, he told that man a wheelchair to stand <laughs> <laughs> remember that he's like oh god bless you god bless you i was like oh this dude uh i don't know what his uh and i don't know what his stances are on any of this shit um uh, don't know what he's gonna say about black lives matter i don't know what he's gonna say about the economy mm-hmm. i don't know what he's gonna say about the political uh prison industrial system it's gonna be interesting so i'm not just i'll see a lot of people just a lot of black people are very bernie fatigued and hillary fatigued and they're tired of people lecturing them on who they're supposed to vote for <laughs> right so just hearing joe biden's name got a lot of people being like whoop he got my vote he got bitches and hoes and it's like <laughs> Like, i don't even think that's a thing that he promotes but they go i don't care i'm tired of fucking people telling me how i should vote yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if he actually puts a dent in a lot of the black vote and stuff like that just mm-hmm. just from his name busting up in there uh let's see here uh lil wayne uh his lawyers uh say uh they want a cease and desist on his sex tape oh that's right there's a little wayne sex tape who wants to see that right like is this in demand are you guys gonna watch the little wayne sex tape Mm-mm. um yeah they said they uh that clips of it are on hollywood street king um a website uh that's been posting clips they also had clips of the uh nikki maduras the uh the plastic woman from love and hip-hop they have clips of her sex tape with molly mall uh don't, I, don't want to see that either yeah i saw some of it mm-hmm. um i'm good well i'll tell you what she doesn't look she doesn't look that bad uh in that in that but i mean it's hitting it from behind it you know it's not like uh you know you really can't see anything is what i'm saying she got like a shirt on and shit it's you know it's just it, it is not very well done like she could it was she did not that was not for prime time is what i'm saying like the kardashian oh. ray j thing the mimi thing yeah mimi and it was like, all they, like they had spotlights you could see the people move trying to move out the way boom mics they were prepared right this was not that at mm-hmm. all you know and i really think time has been i think people were very unkind to the mimi sex tape and i feel like if you guys go back with an open mind it's not that bad you know we're talking about some of the other ones yeah not just that but we're talking about a 40 something year old woman out here having sex with this dude for an hour and some change i mean we gotta we gotta lay off guys all right (laughs) 
just saying be a little more open minded let's try to be a little more body and sex positive if she wants to go out there and spread them cakes open oh she got the right to for uh her and nico ugh, then she can do that that's her prerogative all right um but yeah i i mean I, it took me a while to come to that realization too i think it was the 75th time i watched it that i've really, <laughs> that really but yeah i don't want to see uh little wayne shit i just can't imagine mm. i mean maybe if the woman was real fine or something Mm-mm. but i can't imagine it because he just seems so gross I, like are there women that think he's sexy that are like mm, i want to fuck little wayne somebody because he got a bunch of children yeah that's just weird to me i guess maybe i'll just never get it you know um uh, but anyway he got a sex tape mm-hmm. um, i'll pass okay karen's out a woman alleged a man allegedly strangles a woman for uh over a reclining seat on an airplane oh is it oh is it that serious about the window seat it was a southwest flight from los angeles to san francisco um get that window seat bitch it got delayed for close to three hours oh oh, oh, i'd have been so mad if i was on that flight yeah she must have went back too far reclined it to his legs or maybe his tray wasn't in the upright position or something i don't know oh oh my bad my bad so she reclined into him and he choked her yeah he said uh he choked another one pastor choked another over an argument over the recline seat oh they they must have been at the whole flight there this is 10 25 p.m sunday that's when they left and they later returned half an hour later so they had to double back oh the man began choking the woman in front of him when she tilted her seat back evidently we've got two passengers who are in a physical altercation so we need to get turned around and back to lax yeah you have a choice you have to damn the eye is investigating a bizarre incident on board a southwest flight at lax a witness says a passenger choked another nbc4's annette Ariola is live with what apparently led up to this good morning annette a good morning, Michelle. That witness was also on board that Southwest flight bound for San Francisco. She told an NBC News producer that the chaos began to unfold when a male passenger began to choke the female that was sitting in front of her just right after she reclined her seat. Here is some audio from the air traffic control. Take a listen. Plus 2010, um, declaring you an emergency. Yeah, the photo you see on screen was taken by the same passenger that spoke with our producer. The plane landed at LAX at 10.55 p.m. last night. As soon as it hit the tarmac, the aircraft was surrounded by airport police and security personnel, which escorted the male passenger out of the plane. Southwest says the remaining 136 passengers, including the female that was involved in the alleged attack, made their way to San Francisco on a different plane just after midnight. By the way, the FBI is continuing their investigation into this incident, but so far far no one has been arrested that is the very latest reporting live this morning from lax and at Ariola four today in la oh so she got to go home with the flight mm-hmm. <laughs> not her fault she got choked uh-huh. i mean i mean did it roll back into his balls what happened <laughs> no he was he was pissed um a lot of plain violence going on right um there was another plane uh i think this is in dublin yeah a 24 year old man became agitated on an air lingus flight to lipson from lipson to dublin 
and he bit another man fell unconscious and then died (gasps) right that's some scary shit especially in the goddamn air too so i mean you're in a tin can so it's not like you can go somewhere and then you bite somebody and then you fall on the ground and die that's how the shit starts the irish miller i mean irish mirror says the man ran amok and was restrained after becoming extremely violent a doctor on board attempted to treat the man after he fell unconscious but he could not be saved the police said they were investigating investigating after the flight was diverted to cork and the captain declared a medical emergency it is not known exactly when he died but police say he was pronounced dead at the scene when the aircraft landed at cork shortly before 6 p.m he was reportedly accompanied i mean unaccompanied on the flight a second man from the flight is taken to the hospital as well i wonder if that's the one who got bit probably was probably got taken to the hospital to see what um you know how the virus is spreading apparently so Mm -hmm. also a portuguese woman who was aboard the flight that landed was uh arrested uh mystery began when a 24 year old man reportedly became extremely violent on the flight and bit another passenger and then died the second passenger was reportedly hospitalized upon landing and may or may not have been infected with some sort of virus what or they're treating him for the bite there's no real way to say he's on drugs uh to that end it's still unclear what happened what caused the first man's death though autopsy is reportedly underway but one woman believed to be in her 40s was apparently taken into custody after the cops found drugs in her luggage no who knows she might have gave him the shit zombie drugs that's how it started luggage was examined and a substance was discovered in the bags of one of the of the woman who was arrested substance has yet to be analyzed it's the virus and that's how they get us that's how we all die um Barack and Michelle uh sang happy birthday to Usher. Oh. Right? Peak blackness. Peak blackness achievement unlocked. This is the blackest thing the White House ever did. Is that what it is? Now Usher's just meeting and talking to the president and then you know they now the president and them are filming this unbeknownst usher and they bring over a lit camp uh cat, cupcake kind of bullshit is it he didn't get to eat it well i mean he'll eat it later okay Uh, after they seen the steve wonder version oh oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah peak peak blackness oh yeah um because i'm looking at i'm looking at oh put a cupcake what what are you taking it right well i just thought that was cute it was everything can't be sad 
sex <laughs> sex robots are being made to replace men by 2025 oh y'all in trouble sex with a humanoid robot will become common practice by 2025 even overtaking sex between humans says futurologist iron Pier- pearson his report to the future of sex has been published in partnership with bondara one of uk's leading sex toy shops the 2030 virtual sex by 2030 virtual sex will become as casual as browsing porn sites and by 2035 many will have toys that interact with virtual reality according to the report in fact high income groups could begin to use some form of robot sex as early as 2025 before practice overtakes the practice overtakes sex between humans fully by 2050 you buy this karen mm, i can see that happening because you can see that happening uh-huh. okay as weird as the strangest that may sound and then uh that's when arnold schwarzenegger and all them come and send people back in the future and then everybody starts dying because robots take over initially people will find it difficult to adjust to the new sex activity but will eventually become used to it just as they embrace porn said pearson when the look and feel of robots improve people's opinions will also change he added a lot of people will still have reservations about sex with robots at first but gradually as they get used to them as the ai and mechanical behavior and their feel improves and they start to become friends with strong emotional bonds that squeamishness will gradually evaporate while some people will enthusiastically embrace relationship free robot sex as soon as they can afford one as early as 2025 it won't have much chance of overtaking sex with humans overall until 2050 said pearson i don't believe that and i believe you say you do believe that no i don't believe that because there's nothing that can replace flesh no regardless of robot non-robot uh uh but i think for me they're talking about women why don't they focus on the men because you know men kind of run the sex industry so female robots would be made way before the men robot because you know how it is once the men get the fucking then they be like well guess we give y'all women a robot penis later on yeah i can't imagine that women would get sex robots first right or me, that they would be right me either i can't i can see it eventually coming but yeah men men would have years it'd be a lot of years before women get it yeah and i feel like the sex robots for men for women wouldn't work right at first anyway oh what you know what See, i mean because women they made were terrible at first well not just that but i mean women have sex toys already but i mean you know if you really want a sex robot for women it's gonna be able to it's gonna need to be able to listen to her day you know what i mean it's got to be like that sounds interesting tell me more mm-hmm. and you know I, i want to want to do the dishes <laughs> now for some women it may replace me because like fuck it all i gotta do is power you down i don't want to be bothered with you i understand exactly what you mean men yeah. are the worst yeah and at least you can say well at least shit now i know i get to come every time <laughs> right but yeah it'll eventually i think i'm telling you man the shit that's gonna make the revolution start is gonna be the fast food robots and the sex robots that's too much people are too fucked up and we got to stop letting these robots mm. know we're gonna be like the humans on the tv show yeah well you never finished that you don't know how it ends <laughs> i know how it starts my bad a uh, massachusetts restaurant is getting rid of tipping to help eliminate the racial divide in paychecks the social custom of tipping has been around for more than 100 years but in recent decades many economists Policymakers and restaurant industry workers are increasingly arguing that the practice of tipping is unfair. 
our definition why is this shit so jazzy <laughs> it is it? it's a news report but this shit jamming leaving a gratuity should be a voluntary action but the federal minimum wage for tip credited employees is just two dollars and thirteen cents per hour yes, so diners unwittingly become responsible for their servers wages because servers are economically reliant on their tips here's how it breaks down well i well actually i i can't listen to that jazz they got the music too loud but <laughs> okay because i said that's really interesting well okay i'll finish playing it my bad states require employers to pay their workers as low as the two dollar and 13 cent tipped minimum wage another 26 states mandate a higher minimum wage for tipped employees ranging from two dollars and 23 cents per hour in delaware to seven dollars and 46 cents for bartenders in connecticut only seven states require employers to pay servers the full state mandated minimum wage before tips are counted the typical wage for restaurant workers including those who receive tips is roughly $10 per hour. That means that nearly 40% of all restaurant workers live in near poverty, and the $10 median wage, when adjusted for inflation, has remained stagnant since 2000. This $10 per hour wage also has strong implications along the lines of gender and race. One issue, white, non-Hispanics are most likely to work as tipped employees, earning slightly more on average than those who work in the back of the house. And here's another problem. Women considered conventionally attractive mean more in tips than other women, or even men. This is particularly disturbing with the fact that 90% of female restaurant workers have reported experiencing sexual harassment on the job. And then there's this. Diners of all races regularly tip their black servers less than their white servers. Yes. Many restaurant owners have long considered getting rid of tipping, much to the chagrin of their employees. But in recent months, the argument against tipping has been louder than ever. Last month, Bar Marco, a restaurant in Pittsburgh, announced it would ban tips in favor of giving servers a guaranteed $35,000 per year salary. They're also offering its employees health benefits and shares in the business. By the year 2018, both San Francisco and Seattle will be paying its servers a $15 per hour minimum wage before tips. But in the meantime, San Francisco's Michelin-starred Venu and Atelier Crème are adding a service charge to guest checks in lieu of the traditional tip. This service charge allows owners to share tips with cooks and other workers, which helps balance the pay disparity between the front-of-house and back-of-house workers in a state where servers are already paid the full minimum wage. Will the tipping debate still be raging by then? Or will the tide turn towards abolishing tipping altogether? Only time will tell. <laughs> no right what the hell um but i was gonna say um that basically that the, the part about them tipping black people less in general all customers tip black wait, waiters and waitresses less money than they tip white people yes, and whatnot um i'm for this a lot of people think just because we tip that i'm for the idea of tipping in general i'm actually for paying people a fair wage yes sir the part about the front of the house and back of the house is very important too mm-hmm. i was having this uh kind of discussion with uh this lady on twitter about it oh, and explain to people who don't know what that means. front of the house wait staff host people that you see uh back of the house all the people you don't see your you know your bus boys your cooks your people that uh don't get tipped um those people don't get tipped though but they also get a steady wage yes they do and a lot of times what happens is the front of the house is expected to compensate the back of the house with some of their tips 
as well uh which is something i fundamentally do not believe in yep uh and what's happening is the front of the house and the back of the house often have these uh arguments and this rivalry going and it's like you guys aren't giving us enough of your money and the back of the house is like yeah we want more of your money and the front of the house is like i fucking earned this money right and i only make 213 an hour so i'm not adding to your fucking paycheck that you already get this bigger than mine come on now now if you want to switch and come be a waiter and i go back there and cook fucking whatever then we can do that we can do that but i'm not doing that shit you know and the same and it's just a trade-off the same way that when the front of the house has a bad day the back of the house still gets a full check and they don't got a right sign over part of their check to the front right you don't i don't think a waiter should have to sign over any fucking money to the back of the house for doing the fucking job they're supposed to be doing right you know what i mean i don't care i don't care if the restaurant's fancy and i'm making more money than your ass need to get out here and be serving in ain't that the truth and i and i disagree with places that make uh uh people divide their money up with bartenders because bartenders make a flat same thing and my problem with all this shit well see bartenders a little different sometimes bartenders do make a flat rate where it's the minimum wage and sometimes they don't okay just that depends on your state okay because some states count bartender like they know you're gonna get tips and they're like the same as a waiter okay 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 now my now here's the thing the big enemy here is the way that the wage system is set up it's turning the front against the back of the house it's turning black people against white right you know women against Mm -hmm. men men against women if they would just pay everybody the same fucking equal fair wage it goes away mm-hmm. and they clearly can afford it when a restaurant switches over to paying every server thirty five thousand dollars a year through a salary that's because they were getting that money already like they you know what i'm saying they're not giving you more than they can afford they're giving you what they already could have afforded to do but they had the tipping thing thrown in there and what I realized too about this, it will even the playing field. That means that a, somebody could come in and not be drop dead gorgeous and outmate. Because what I've realized, waitressing for years, there are a lot of fucking lazy servers. They're pretty, so they go out there give crappy ass service, but they're very pretty, and they will out they will make more money than you because they're pretty, and that would eliminate a lot of that bullshit. Where well, you just have to work. Yeah, and just these situations where you do have a restaurant that says like hey i expect waiters to make change out of the money in their pocket i expect waiters to uh you know if someone skips out on a check you have to pay the check out of your fucking tips right stuff that is really in like insane if you think about it Mm -hmm. we would not require this in any profession that we respect it like if someone steals from walmart they don't go hey where's your check friday give us forty dollars back someone shoplifted forty dollars worth of shit we're taking it out of your check but they do that because you're most of the, for the most part your wages are not compensated for so since they're not question uh quote unquote on the books in the first place they just can extort you you know and not to mention the just unfairness of it 
you know an attractive white woman can come in get the worst service ever be lazy do whatever she's going to get bigger tips than me and it doesn't fucking matter she gotta have big titties she's gonna do it they don't care about your rights they don't care about your the what's legal and what's not legal they don't care about any of that shit if you try to stand up for yourself you will find yourself fired they don't give a fuck because they can replace you so easily for two dollars and 13 cents an hour (laughs) you know like things work so well on paper but when you're actually in the situation like we were for years it doesn't work that way you know what I mean? When when people are sexually harassing the wait staff mm-hmm. and they really have no recourse because they need the job and it's all cash and shit. You know, um, like the person I was talking to was like, well, why don't um, the if the waiters would just save their money up? Yeah, you know why it's difficult to save money? Because it's hard when I know I'm getting $50 today and $100 tomorrow or $20 because there was a storm or $30 because there was a concert in town like i don't know where my money's coming but my bills i do know are coming so i don't have i don't have this idea of it just does not reward the mentality of putting away money for a rainy day unlike when you know you're getting a twenty five hundred dollar paycheck every two weeks it's like okay i know where i can put this money i can make a savings plan i get a 401k i can do all this shit with my check because i know exactly how much is coming in i can balance my bills and then on top of that you want to take some of my cash every night too like that's ridiculous and you shouldn't even have to think like that you're only thinking like that because you're greedy because the cash is up there and i'm greedy because i want what i earned and honestly i don't understand why you will be compensated for doing your fucking job where tipping is not figured into it already like mm-hmm. what you you did a good job and got the steak out on time that's what the fuck you're supposed to do that the that's why they pay you ten dollars an hour and i get 213 right like if i like like it's just it's a ridiculous system and tipping needs to go away because we need to take bias out of it because people cannot fucking be trusted with bias and most of the people that really 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 defend tipping are either the people that are waiters that are like but i like the idea of cash off the table i understand that but honestly it's got to go because it's not fair for everybody two the people that love power tripping right they love the idea of lording over somebody that i can fucking control your future because i have no fucking control in my life and my kids run me and my mate runs me and my job runs me but here in this one fucking restaurant for 45 minutes i get to be a fucking dictator and i can be like oh you won't get the three dollars and fifty cent you'll get less than that because i don't like the way your eyeball me when you brought my lemonade like right those people are fucking sick and we need the power out of their hands as well i don't we don't need people feeling like i can grab somebody's ass because hey if i if she don't if she say something she ain't getting the tip or i can talk to somebody any way i want because hey i won't give them a tip we need people to be able to respect themselves in that profession and right now you can't respect yourself because anytime you stand up for yourself you got these fucking tyrants lording 20 percent 15 percent and 10 percent over your fucking head like like they're like they're the fucking god's gift to the earth mm-hmm. so yeah i i definitely think they need to do away with it and hopefully it'll also do away with some of the bias towards which customers get good service right because if you know that that if your whole thing is these people aren't going to tip me i'm gonna give them shitty service then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy you know what i mean like it works both ways like people aren't stupid people are like okay you obviously didn't want to wait on my table so i don't want to tip you anymore you know and then it's like oh see i told you they wouldn't tip 
so we have to do away with the bias in the system inherently and part of that is getting rid of tipping and i'm 100 percent on board this shit me too all right uh, i make good money waitressing but me too yeah yeah but i mean you know it's a lot of hustle yes and, a lot of and hustle also and a lot i'm of sure there's work. people that made more than you that were just like i'm white i got titties i mean that again yes sir i mean they're actively telling you that hey people tip black people less it's statistically proven now what so even if you did well there you could have done better if you would have just been white that day why didn't you just go in white karen right uh all right let's get into our segments i feel feel like uh maybe that was pretty fucked with i don't know yeah. should i count that as fucking with black people you can uh I'll, I'll do one more fucking with black people seven thousand people were detained at homan square chicago police department's secretive black site in february the guardian published a deep investigation in the homan square a shadowy facility where the chicago police department takes suspects without booking them entering them into any official database or giving them access to a telephone or their lawyer a new guardian report claims that more than twice as many people have been disappeared into home into homing as officials initially disclosed disappeared what do you don't come back you just disappear for a few hours the paper obtained documents showing that more than seven thousand people were detained at home and uh hope i'm pronouncing it right if not oh well between 2004 and 2015 and about six thousand of those were black less than one percent of those attorneys were allowed to see their lawyers during interrogations attorneys described a system that seems deliberately engineered to make it difficult to find their clients others said they were turned around at the door try finding a phone number for home and to see if anyone's there you can't ever an attorney named david geiger told the the guardian if you're laboring under the assumption that your clients at home at home in, there really isn't much you can do as a lawyer you're shut out it's guarded like a military installation how is this legal spencer ackerman of the guardians earlier reporting on home in the detailed allegations of beatings and long unexplained detainments with no access to counsel one attorney described a client whose name was changed on his record before transfer to home in. he emerged from the facility with a head wound he said that the officers causes head injuries in an interrogation room at home and square i had been looking for him for six to eight hours and every department member i talked to said they had never heard of him god damn he sent me a phone pic of his head injuries because i had seen him in a police station right before he was transferred to home and square without any and as unsettling as it is to think that seven thousand people were subjected to such treatment without even being formally booked that number is almost certainly low those who were taken by home but did not but not ultimately charged with crimes do not figure into the records the chicago police department had disclosed thus far meaning that many more detainees may be missing for the record they could have possibly killed people in there don't nobody know where the fuck they found them in bazaar yep yep why how is this legal a, a police department has a black site yep like you can save the crime is out of control police out of control violate people's civil rights and this will only and the reason i immediately knew it was mostly black people this will only fly and it's not because it was chicago this will only fly if it was black people right because if this was white folks they had that shit shut down immediately that build that whole building would be demolished yep so zero to a hundred yeah a hundred for me too um 
another thing that happened uh florida cops killed a black man who pulled over for with car trouble and they refused to tell the family why uh guy called his brother told him i'm having car trouble and uh that's the last they heard of learning more about the man shot and killed by a palm beach gardens police officer it happened on the southbound ramp of i-95 in the overnight hour that's where we find news channel 5's gabrielle saran with what we've learned since six o'clock gabrielle Tanya, John, police are not releasing the man's name, but we've had several calls into our newsroom tonight, including from a local pastor saying the man shot and killed is 31-year-old Corey Jones. Now, Corey Jones' brother telling us tonight that it was Corey Jones who was shot and killed by a police officer on the exit ramp behind me. The investigation has been turned over to the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. We're also learning tonight that the Palm Beach Gardens police officer involved is on paid administrative leave. Now, take a look at these pictures of Corey Jones provided to us by his family. His brother tells us tonight that Corey called him early this morning, broken down on the side of I-95, saying he needed a tow truck. Late this afternoon, the brother says PBSO deputies came to his home to tell him Jones was shot by a Palm Beach Gardens police officer. Family members say Jones is a drummer playing in various bands and churches in the area. Gardens PD is not commenting on what led up to the shooting. Police will not confirm the identity of the deceased or what the family is telling us tonight. Now, the family tells us they're frustrated with police and they just want answers, and they are not getting any information from them. Now, the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office will work along with the state attorney's office to determine whether the shooting is justified. Detectives say it could take months to complete the investigation. Of course, stay with us right here and online at WPTV.com for the very latest. We're live in Palm Beach Gardens. Gabrielle Saran, WPTV News Channel 5. Man, I hate not being able to trust the police. I hate it because my first thing is I, I just think they killed a black dude for doing nothing you know what i mean like that's I do too I, that's I, my I, assumption until they yeah. can prove otherwise 100 the other way around you have to prove that you didn't do nothing wrong because it, it's too many it, it's too much behind that and we've seen over and over again where people have done absolutely positively nothing and ended up dead so until you can truly prove that something other than y'all walked up on him Oh, what's, oh, what's the report gonna be? You were scared. Oh, what's the report gonna be? He was violent. Oh, what's the report gonna be? You're gonna go through his Facebook, go through his Twitter, talk about how he deserved to die. It's the same thing every time. You know, but, uh, a hundred for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, alright, let's do some, uh, ball alert. Let's, let's get to these, uh, these, uh, groupie tales as they were. Um, Hey yo, I'm looking for a five-star tip. Talk about. Eagle 12 bar, Gucci man got nine car. We don't call them down no more. Oh, now we call them five star. Five star nigga, that's a five star click. That's the 645. That's the new M6. Bill get a hell fix, might even pay a rent. And the way she give it, tell me best money I ever spent. I can't even lie. I'm so super hot. Do not need her, will not keep her unless she is fly. 
Gucci man's a thug, yo man is a scrub. See, she love me, now she love you, not now all my bitches love me. If you in Atlanta, call up Gucci girl and beat me. You can find a five star hotel, you can meet me. Five star bitch, just a five star bitch, just a five star bitch, and that's a five star. And if your credits go high, feed your nails, stay fly, keep your juice box wet, and your head something fire, you a five star, and you a five star, and you a five star. All right. Here are your choices, chat room. Number one, Groupie Tales, B.O.B. and his eggplant. Oh. Number two, Groupie Tales, a late night booty call with genuine. Number three, <laughs> Baller Mel, Victor Cruz's fiance, had the right idea. Number four, Baller Alert, Groupie Tales, Seattle Seahawks, Ricardo Laquette. Um, and, uh, number five, recognizing the men who just want sex by at proudly lauren tally the votes karen okay it's your boy yo Gotti. i do grade a shit i'm the realest nigga walking and it's the remix and i'm still out here looking for a five-star chick when i catch her i'm a blesser with a five-star kid she a natural born hustler she ain't chasing no suckers only mess a real nigga she ain't never fucked the bustin', so you're causing say what number two all right sounds like uh it's genuine time everybody i know you guys been waiting on it ah <laughs> uh <laughs> he won't see you got any more room in them jeans girl my favorite well shit my favorite genuine song yes mm-hmm. yes queen <laughs> yes, yes. Telling me that you 
thinking. In those jeans? Yeah, my, my jam is in those jeans. Same OG? Just, ah, oh, anyway. We've got another a lot group. Of, a lot of y'all listeners today probably made off of these songs. I know. A lot of y'all was a sperm in somebody's bank. <laughs> <laughs> We've got another group of tale this time about one of my faves, Genuine. It's, it's your 20, if you're 25 plus, you probably went through a phase where you thought he was the finest man in the world and you wouldn't mind riding that pony. <laughs> Does he measure up to the fantasy? Read the group of tell below. Disclaimer, group of tells are submitted by our readers. We cannot confirm 100% accuracy of any story posted. Have a story you, uh, of your own to share? Email 118ballalert.com. Feel like I should be playing some genuine music in the background. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> a few years ago, my girlfriend invited me to a concert that turned into a night I will never forget. <laughs> Avant genuine and tank oh lord we're perf- <laughs> that's old school right there <laughs> we're performing Woo. in philadelphia at the dale mary's uh dale music center everybody 35 and over it's a semi-outdoor music arena day of the concert it poured so hard and it was almost a washout by the time the concert started we were late and took a while to park and get in upon entering a lot of people were leaving i guess because the concert started late people were soaked so we rolled right in and pushed through a bit of a crowd landing right in front of the stage we missed avant but we were right on time for genuine he was singing and grinding to his song differences and i caught his eye he came and sang to me while grinding in my face and girl it was all that he is still fine as hell oh this must have been recent oh that you know what that would make sense they had the same like they would be hot at the same time and right cold at the I, same time i told you everybody at 35 and over group as we were ready to leave we were talking to a few friends near to the entrance 
and genuine and his security made a beeline right up the stairs past the crowd and stopped at me and asked me was i going to take a photo i replied of course so he went to his photo setup for fans and security came and brought my friend and i to the front of the line i walked up to him and he asked if i wanted to chill yeah, everybody knows what that means and this man has been a sex symbol for what wow. 20 years yeah this was recent he's been a sex symbol for 20 years yeah i like to see you no netflix included just chill mm, just chill yeah we'll skip netflix and i said yes and i was swooped off by his security arriving at the hotel i came in and got comfortable and he played some of his music very cheesy moment he played his own music <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man you walked in he goes tell me is there any more room for me in <laughs> no those jeans right. <laughs> she's like you're already getting the pussy you can turn the music off right we don't need that uh he wanted me to sing along but i was mumbling because i was trying not to laugh and after that all games ended i jumped in the shower and when my foot touched the mat he hit the lights and turned on a strobe light and that seemed to be attached to his laptop he's we began he began kissing and touching every part of my body until i laid on the bed his penis was huge at least 10 to 10 and a half inches well, goddamn. and so i went in for the kiss that big beautiful brown and silky thing was delicious ah yes like food he made love then fucked me then made love and then fucked me for almost three hours ah we made a movie under that strobe like it was beautiful oh lord and when we finished he kissed my vagina for a while and then asked how me uh, he didn't ask me how i felt about kids and i told him i like kids but don't worry not with you ah! they must not use a condo must not that's that's not the question that's the question you asked before you come inside somebody I showered again and he was asleep and I slid out. And when I got to the lobby tank and another guy was sitting there casually like he wasn't anybody. I pulled my hat down a bit and walked past. I, she ain't try to fuck Tank? Mm-mm. I got in my car and smiled all the way home. Tank, tank ain't, tank ain't had the same. I mean, he got some hits, but he ain't had hits like genuine. I still think about it every now and then. Wish I could find that number for that genuine late night booty call he's definitely a 10 in the bed ladies if you see him fuck him it's so worth it ah! damn that's the highest recommendation you can get <laughs> right her yup dick reviews is five out of five y'all i know uh let's see what the comments is saying sugar bear says how can you lose the number of the guy who has a 10 inch penis and gives head right i'd have memorized that bitch what is wrong with you if he didn't use a condom with you then he is truly disgusting because he was married and i doubt he was using a condom with his wife the cheating is bad enough but damn dude use a condom Ugh. chaco says laugh my ass off his strobe light and making a movie and signing along singing along lolol <laughs> hating ass terrell jones he chimes in these groupie tales are getting out of control making these men look like prince charming i'll be happy when we get a story about a nigga with smelly balls who demands to have them sucked and licked or he's pushing that bitch down and kicking her in the stomach repeatedly as if he was trying to perform an abortion old school style where are the real men like r kelly at shaking my head 
damn <laughs> who hurt this dude jesus he's just angry <sighs> so luscious says lol so anxious is still my song carlos says i feel like cheating after 40 years is old old is pathetic how much vagina or penis is enough before you finally decide to be faithful and genuine's wife has an incredible body well carlos now you know the truth they're not cheating because of how their wife look <laughs> you know what i mean they ain't got nothing to do with it they just cheating dog sorry you had to find out this way <laughs> that's it for this one <laughs> Other bitch, she be struggling for her from the boom. I've been rich. I ain't gotta talk about the money and the shoot game. All you gotta do with Google Trina, see the proof. Man, and none of these hoes doing shows in a recession. Their cars get declined, now they suffering a depression. Why they spending meals, filling all kinds of deals? I'm a five star bitch, eating five star meals. My whole lifestyle, like coming to America. All my Louis luggage, see my bag, how I carry her. Walking through the airport like I'm in a parade on my hologram. Logging on the E trade. That's a five star. That's a five star. Then that's a five star. If your credits go hot, these nails stay fly. Keep your juice box wet and your head something fire. You a five star. And you a five star. And you a five star. And you a five star. You a five star. I need a I wanna, I wanna, I just came in Epiphany, I need to go to Tiffany. They leave on my clippers and my cookies always slippery. I don't keep, I get the bills on time. What I deal don't sign. My little mama, you a three star. I ain't flipping when I say I'm in my dream car. Uh, did I stutter? How do you do hiking? You gonna think it's time to throw the rice in. I was gluing my weaving. When you hit the stage, they, they was booing and leaving. No more audition. Ask little Wayne who the five star bitch is. And that's a five star. And that's a five star. Wait, what? Now that is time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that is time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist. All right, let's get right into it, guys. Um, a love triangle probed in a Detroit church shooting. A man who police say attacked oh. a pastor with a brick at a church service before the pastor whipped out his Glock handgun and, oh. and fatally fired back, ranted weeks before on Facebook that his pastor had gotten his wife pregnant. Oh, shit. What the empire? <laughs> the incident happened about 15 minutes until a 1.30 p.m. Sunday service at the City of God Ministry Storefront Church on Grand River near Lasser. Uh, uh, Assistant Chief Steve Dolan said, the pastor had had issues with the man before he had been threatening him to do bodily harm and he walked into the service and went after the pastor with a brick the pastor pulled out his glock and fired several shots 
i think he hit him four or five times and the man died Ooh, damn i guess he was not without sin because he did not get to throw that first stone Mm-mm. he shot that first bullet the victim who we're playing guess the race for the victim was deontay smith 26 of detroit two detroit police sources said detectives were investigating the possible love triangle between smith his wife and the pastor welcome to snapped the lunch so it depends on the next issue the lunch said police were called to the church in september on september 16th smith wrote he planned to attend the church can't wait to see sunday message at the city of god ministry he wrote i'll be there with the truth oh later that day he wrote this nigga gonna hit the wait this shit oh this shit gonna hit the fan thought i said this nigga uh <laughs> i read that wrong in the september 15th post smith wrote that wasn't my baby that was his his wife let's just say i don't know J- J- justin justine his wife justine and the pastor's baby that proceeded in the september 18th rant this nigga got my bitch pregnant tiktok <laughs> tiktok nigga and everybody with you oh smith posted several times in the week leading up to his death about the pain he was feeling about the alleged affair i'm hurting y'all his post appeared to concern friends one of whom wrote october 13th may i ask you what is going on with you he says i'm crazy they call me s-o-n-i-c i don't even know what that means me either the pastor was not arrested and is cooperating with authorities officer jennifer marino said monday he was never in custody he was just brought downtown for questioning regarding the incident he stayed a couple hours cooperated fully and went home at the question the pastor police will submit a warrant request to prosecutors who will then decide whether the shooting was justified we're not sure at this point whether the man had mental problems or not smith had been playing the semi-pro michigan lightning football team the team released a statement on facebook his infectious smile and courage in which he approached life on and off the field are attributes that will stick with all of us the team statement read according to the team smith was a captain and founding father of the organization established in 2012 more importantly than more important than all of that all of his on the field achievements was the ability to reach someone who was going through a rough time i got you was echoed by him on many occasions and today those weren't they weren't just words he wasn't going to let you fail i mean fall brad bentley head coach of the lightning said he was still in shock after hearing smith's death he had known the young man since 2007 and they've been together on the lightness since his founding i tore up over this i'm shocked um so man guess the race of mr deontay 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 smith see what the chat room thinks i felt the holy ghost that night or hot led some other nigga in the church blacker than kiwi shoe polish don't let the affair story cover up the fact that he's not claiming that baby black oh <laughs> oh you did get to the heart of the matter um black as hell creflo dollar black storefront church black black the correct answer yes, is. is and you guys all got it right he was black where's my applause there we go Let's go to the bonus round. Double the points and the race. 
double the points and the race that's right bonus round against the race double the points double the race so far everybody pretty much got that first one but let's see how they do on number two are y'all nervous all right a muslim woman was attacked at an indiana cafe by a drunken uh bernie sanders fan yelling white power oh indiana university student was arrested on numerous charges that the police say he attacked a muslim woman at a restaurant police said the 47 year old woman was eating at about 7 30 p.m saturday with her daughter at sofa cafe in bloomington when a man started shouting ethnic slurs and other derogatory phrases classy you know that's all i like that the man identified by police as 19 year old tristan bigford grabbed the woman by her neck and slammed her head into the table and tried to remove her headscarf Police said Bigford, a student at Indiana University, shouted white power and kill them all during the attack. The woman's husband and another man wrestled Bigford to the ground and held him there until police arrived. While her husband was there, Bigford spit into the men's faces and continued making threats before his arrest. And police said the student tried to kick out the windows of the patrol car and bit an officer on the lower leg. Police said Bigfoot registered at 0.195 blood alcohol content, more than twice the legal limit for driving for anyone 21 or over. Keep in mind, he was 19. Wow. He was charged with underage drinking, public intoxication, intimidation, misdemeanor battery, felony battery, and strangulation. Uh, bond was set at $2,000. That's it. And more charges are possible in an attack that police said was racially motivated. Bigfoot describes himself as a psychology major, philosophy minor at the university, at the university and his Facebook and Twitter accounts reveal strong support for Senator Bernie Sanders, Democratic presidential campaign. I'm sure he harassed me a few times. He frequently posted articles supporting Sanders and the candidate's economic positions. And Bigfoot also complained on social media about racist and anti LGBT conservatives. Yeah, of course. Of course just enough right like they're conservative so their racism is different than my liberal racism if i see one more not so subtly racist post shared from some random conservative page my brain is going to explode he posted july 19th he also weighed in on a debate over the display in the confederate flag if someone flew a nazi flag to claim it was about their heritage and not the bigotry would you believe them by the way uh a lot this is with a lot of liberal white people they really do think racism against black people in america is something to stand up against but racism against muslims is not and i'm looking at bill maher right and people of his ilk it's the same fucking thing that brown people too yeah they want to couch it in some other shit but it's not you're not my friend you're still racist you're just not racist against me specifically if that's to be believed which i don't believe you. nope because if you're racist against muslims you don't like my black ass either i ain't that far away bro we ain't on the same team a search also reveals bigfoot posted a racial slur for no apparent reason in march 2013 on a facebook page for the chinese restaurant panda express he also tweeted a complaint september 27 about loud foreign students waking him up guess the race of mr tristan bigfoot uh bernie supporter um was enraged when bernie admitted that black lives matter so he found the nearest brown person criminal caucusoid of course black lives matter spearheaded the letter writing campaign to rod white lily white caught all those charges and still walked away white ben carson is his second choice for president though white 
that name is trying to throw me and the model should could should sue but the sanders support screams white power mad damon type of white white power whiter than the highest privilege white born in a small town gonna die in a small town white the correct answer is you all got it white yeah man i guarantee i got him blocked on twitter already probably was one of the main people like well why do you don't you know that bernie march with king huh white power white power that's all i'm saying uh and uh of course the last thing we talk about get into it a woman uses her medieval combat skills to subdue a home intruder an indiana woman said her training help uh in medieval combat helped her corner a home intruder karen doley 43 of indianapolis threw punches until she had the man cornered during a thursday night break-in adding that she kept him subdued with a japanese sword she keeps near her bed Dolly, who stands five foot six and just told the star she immediately attacked the intruder, punching him about ten times and cornering him in her bedroom. Well, how tall was he? But after she reached into the wrong drawer for her gun, she grabbed her backup weapon, a Japanese style sword called a ninjato, near her bed. You know what's oh, amazing? You have a gun, you prepare for this shit your whole life, and you reach to the wrong drawer, and now everything's changed. <laughs> yes, it has. She held the crouching man at sore point until police arrived two minutes after a 911 call. So you know she's white. Dolly says she learned to fight as a teenager in the Society for Creative Anachronism, a group that recreates skills of middle ages. She also skates with roller derby team Naptown Roller Girls. I definitely don't need to work on my aggression, I guess, Dolly told the paper. She told the star there was a sticky moment where before police arrived when the intruder reached his hand to his pocket, but Dolly just pushed the sword a little harder and the man stopped moving. I'm really, really glad I didn't have to do anything, Dolly told the paper. I know I could do it, but I don't want to do that. Police arrested 30-year-old Jacob Weasel of Greenwood, charging him with residential entry of felony. Guess the race, white. Uh, <laughs> police say he forced the door open, the home's back door open. Uh, police reports indicate he was taken to a hospital because he was high on an unknown substance. Dolly told the star he was, he was actually apologized on his way out. At the end of the day, I'm glad to know, even if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm not going down without a fight, she added in the paper. All right, man, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Go Eagles. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and get this victory. You know how we do. Mm-hmm. We play y'all next week, don't we? Uh, Panthers it? versus Eagles? I don't know. Yeah, the next week. I know we play y'all soon. I have no idea what, what, what go, what's going on, but yeah make sure you guys do that uh we'll talk to you guys um tomorrow and uh that's it for now so until then i love you i love you too